Hello, and welcome to another episode of Shock Talks Career Chats, a collaboration between the WSU Alumni Association and the Shocker Career Accelerator. Today, we're real excited to bring you a conversation between Stan Longhofer and some of our real estate alumni. I'm going to go ahead and bring Stan on right now, let him introduce himself to you guys, and we'll get this conversation started. Thanks so much, Tate. It's a great pleasure to be here today. Uh, As he said, my name is Stan Longhofer, and I'm a professor here in the Barton School of Business, and I'm the director of the Center for Real Estate. But I'm also a Wichita State graduate. I graduated in 1989, uh, spent several years at the Federal Reserve before I came back here to, to work and rebuild the real estate program. So thanks so much for having me here, Tate. With us today, we have David Gerard, who's with Portland Real Estate Group in Portland, Oregon. He's a 2014 graduate from the Elliott School. And we also have Abby Kelly, a 2011 graduate from the Barton School of Business, and she is with Fulton Grace Realty in Chicago. So David, Abby, welcome. Happy to have you with us. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Um, one of the things that I think is really interesting for students to to get a picture of is the path by which somebody's career uh, evolves over time. And sometimes we think that we, we're just kind of on one set path and it's always going to be one thing. But in reality, we, we tend to drift in many different directions. And so uh, let's start with Abby. And Abby, can you tell us a little bit about what you did after you graduated and how you ended up where you are now and maybe a little more about your current current job? Yeah, sure. Um, Definitely not a direct path for me at all. Um, Originally, when I started college, I was nursing, and then I was an education major, and then I eventually switched to business uh, when I found out there was actually a real estate program and was always interested in real estate. Um, So through a couple of internships um, and a job transfer and a bunch of other things, I finally ended up in Chicago and have been a licensed broker for just over four years now. Um, but along the way, also was working in lending and uh, management as well. So, um, been about yeah four four and a half years now as a broker. Very good. And David, of course, you didn't major in real estate. You were over in integrated marketing and communications. So tell us a little bit about how you ended up in the real estate field. Yeah, absolutely. Same as Abby. It was by no means direct. Uh, You know, right out of college, I got hired on at a company I was interning at, RSA Marketing at the time. And I was a copywriter uh, doing a lot of writing. And, you know, unfortunately, we ended up merging with another company. And one of my jobs, my position specifically, was one to be let go. So, you know, I'm a firm believer in the universe is trying to give you what you want. Sometimes it just doesn't look the way uh, you think it's going to look. So, we had actually had a five-year plan, my wife and I, to get to Oregon, and when that happened, we just we just went for it. After a couple, after about a year of soul searching, applying, you know, not really getting finding that right job, I just, you know, I, I took a deep look inside and I was like, what are some things I want to do that are going to add value to me in my life? Uh, and as I started looking into real estate, just being out there, meeting people all the time, never having that same day-to-day activity, I felt it was probably a good fit for me to control my career and create the life that I wanted to live. And so, uh, you know, with the support of my friends and family, I went into it and uh, dived in head first. And after about four years now, this September, uh, I haven't looked back uh, a day since. It's been fantastic. Very good. Very good. Well, let's let's stick with you for a minute, David. Can you can you tell us a little bit about what your daily work life is is like and what is it that you really enjoy about um, about being in the real estate industry, working as a, as a sales agent? 
Sure. Yeah. So what do I enjoy? Obviously, uh, right off the bat, I'm a communications major. So uh, I like to talk. I like meeting new people. Uh, all of that's very exciting to me. Uh, I'm, I'm a little OCD and ADD at that as well. So I'm, I'm kind of moving around all over all the place and real estate really envelops that nicely. Uh, there's not a single day that's the same. You never know what's going to happen. And moreover, in four years, I've never had a single board day on real estate. So just, just those kind of points there, the, the ability to meet new and exciting people from all different backgrounds, resonate, connect with them, learn new things, uh, and then help people along what is the biggest purchase many of us will ever make in our lifetimes to be that main facilitator and protect them and guide them through that process. I mean, it's just, it's an incredible experience when you get a hand over that keys and you see the smiles and everybody's excited. Excellent. Excellent. Abby, uh, what, what would you say to that question? What was the question again? I'm sorry. Oh, so, so what do you like? What is your daily work like? You know, so what do you, how would you describe to somebody say, what do you do during your day as you work in the real estate industry? And maybe you could share how that differs from when you were working in mortgage lending. And then uh, what, what do you like about that? Gosh, I mean, being a broker is, it's pretty much fly by the seat of your pants sometimes. I mean, you know, it's constantly moving dinner reservations and things like that because your clients always come first and you're always working on weekends. But, you know, with that, you know, it's it's also you're running your own business and, you know, you take pride in that. So um, it's also great to go to the grocery store at noon on a Tuesday, not have to fight all the crowds. But uh, in a general day to day, I mean, it's, it's you know, you have to be good at time management and setting expectations with your clients. So you know kind of how to better, you know, set those expectations to be able to get your work done because it can, you know, all of a sudden be, you know, nine o'clock at night and nothing got done. Right, right. Well, one of the things that when I talk with students about brokerage, whether it's residential brokerage, the way the two of you are, or commercial brokerage, um, one thing that scares them is the idea of being commission only. Um, it's, it, you have a great earnings capacity, but as, as I like to say, sometimes you only eat what you kill. And so how have you managed that? And what advice would you give to students who are thinking about entering any type of sales job, but especially real estate in, in how to navigate that and what they should expect in that process? Abby, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, I mean, I didn't have a direct path, you know, getting into this either. I was terrified of being a hundred percent commission, you know, based job, just, you know, you've got student loans to pay and credit card bills and all the things. So um, I was in lending for a couple years and then was also on the management side for about three years. So I would say for anybody like here in Chicago, the rental business is really popular. So working with the property management company, learning, you know, kind of more of the ropes and getting to know the companies and the people that work with those companies is a great way. Uh, being an assistant or even being on a team when you get your license. But making sure you have about six months of reserves built up just to cover those expenses because your first and second year are tough really tough uh, i was lucky enough that um you know had a spouse to kind of cover the difference and that made a huge difference for for us yeah david what was it like for you i think you had a family when you started this right so yeah you know i i think abby hit it on the head there i think it's important to note definitely uh, have six months of reserves if, if you're going to go in because I don't know a lot of people who do real estate part time at a high level. Um, you really got to dive in and, and give it your all. And the chances are you won't get paid for the first you know, three, four, maybe six months like myself. I didn't get my first paycheck for six months, but I kept at it. I was aggressive and the ball started rolling after that. So, you know, when it when it comes to it, you know, there's 
it's one of the things that attracted me about real estate. Yes, there's the pain point. I, I was terrified of being commission only based. That's I've avoided those jobs to begin with my entire life. Uh, but then I looked at the pain point of being stuck in a position where I wasn't able to control my income. Whereas in real estate, the you know input versus output, what I put in, I get out. And I know I'm a hard worker and I know I'm willing to put in those hours, sacrifice weekends or or move around dinner dates, as Abby said, you know, the client does come first. And if you're willing to do that and push hard, the sky's the limit, realistically. The sky's the limit. And that's what keeps me in this industry and keeps me motivated. Yeah. I'll, I'll just mention one thing for, for those uh, people who are watching is that residential agents, you know, as, as David mentioned, you're, you're dealing with what is perhaps the most intimate transaction that most people deal with. And you have to work around consumers' work schedules and, and lifestyles. So you really are, it's a, you know, it's a 24-7 job in that sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, for, for students who go into commercial brokerage, there does tend to be a little bit more of normal business hours to those meeting with clients and those types of things. However, the, the agents that I know that have been successful going out, they're still working hard in, in more, it's more than just an eight to five job, but they're able to control a little bit better, you know, those dinner dates and things and say, okay, well, I, I'll have my dinner date at seven o'clock, but then at nine o'clock, I'm going to go back and finish that report that I need for my client yeah. in the morning. So, um, well, as we said, David, you actually went, um, you weren't intending real estate. You, you didn't major in real estate, but uh, you, you, you not only got an undergraduate degree, but also a master's degree at Wichita State. Um, how would you say that uh, the, the skills and the, the things that you learned through your degree program actually have benefited you now that you are in this particular career? Sure. Uh, you know, I love the Elliott School from the beginning. Uh, grad school, though, was just amazing. It was such an amazing experience. And, you know, it, I don't I can't say that every degree could help you in real estate, but I definitely know the communication degree did. There are so many aspects I took away in terms of especially teaching public speaking at the university level, doing that for two years. Uh, it gave me the confidence to do presentations, to meet with clients that I've never met before, you know, to have that that confidence you need to, you know, be a proper representation of what you stand for. And, uh, you know, communication theory, I feel comes into play so much. Just why are people acting or responding the way they do? How should I be reacting to that? How do I mimic, you know, tonality or body language? Uh, Nonverbals are a big thing. When I walk into a home within a, the first 30 seconds to a minute, I usually have a pretty good idea if those folks are going to be interested in that property. And I know when I'm, I can expect I'll be writing an offer just, you know, just by the way they're, they're, they're looking at the home or communicating about the home. So taking all of that in and going back, it's not something that you would think would really help you in any type of career. But when you look back at it, it's absolutely uh, invaluable at 100%. Yeah. Abby, you uh, you did major in real estate, but it took yeah. you a while to find that. And I think that exploration process is a really important part of, of what students should get out of college. And so I think you said you started out in nursing. Yeah. What are some things that you learned in your other degree paths and other classes outside of the business school that looking back, you may never have known it at the time, but have actually benefited you now that you've been working in the industry? Oh man, I'm not even sure how to answer that question. I think more than anything, um, 
like I graduated high school in 2004 and it actually took me like six and a half years to finally graduate college because I was going part-time. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And also it was like the worst jobs market, you know, in the world at the time because of the recession. So um, I think actually the biggest thing I got out of college was my networking. It's been invaluable for me here. Um, I was a part of the Delta Gamma sorority at my first college, Washburn University. And then I also transferred to the chapter at Wichita State. Uh, where obviously I graduated from, but that has been huge. And it's just like also an understanding of like just different backgrounds of, you know, interests. And uh, I loved math. So I'm really good at the analytical part. When I do like listing presentations, I always drill down into the numbers. So that's been huge for me on that side is the, is the education, when I was an education major. The nursing thing, I just have so much respect for medical um, clients and kind of know their schedules are wonky, but yeah, glad that that didn't work out. <laughs> Very good. Well, uh, you mentioned um, about the networking that you developed, and mentors are obviously a big part of advancing in any career. So, um, Abby, let's start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about the mentors that you've had and maybe how you met them, how you built those relationships, and then how those helped you move from one place in your career to another? Yeah, as far as mentors, so my... um, well, I was married previously, and actually at the time, both of my sister-in-laws were real estate brokers, and so that was kind of a great, you know, first-hand experience. I was, while I was in college, was um, kind of working a little bit part-time for uh, one of my sister-in-laws, Kelly Watkins, who's actually a broker there in Wichita uh, still, and uh, it was great to kind of have that first-hand experience, and then also when I came here through, like, sorority, I met a lot of women Um, And then as I've gotten into the real estate field, there's always been someone that's willing to take you under their wing and sit down for a cup of coffee. And you just have to ask. Um, If you don't ask, obviously, you're not going to get it. But I've just been, you know, put myself out there and asked, you know, if people like have time to walk me through their buyer's presentations, their seller's presentations, how they run their CMAs, all things like that, just to help me, you know, make my business better as well over the years. So that's been great. And I think I have a, a network of women that I'm constantly texting with and going out to dinner with, and all of us work for a different team, different brokerage, and that's been really great to just kind of have that little like network of, of people as well here. That's outstanding. But but as you said, you have to seek it out. Um, people <laughs> won't go and seek you out and say, hey, Abby, I want to mentor you. Yeah. Um, you, you, have to, you have to seek those relationships. David, what kind of mentors have you had throughout your career? <clears throat> Yeah, so you know, I think it's important to note um, in real estate, you really have, uh, especially residential or commercial, you have two options. You can go solo or you can join a team. Uh, I I decided early on, right in the beginning, that I wanted to join a team because I wanted that mentorship and that support um, as I got my feet on the ground. You know, I came here to a market I knew nobody. I didn't know the area. I knew nothing about real estate. I'd never been in sales. Like, what was I going to do on my own? Right. So um, I joined, you know, I, I, I got connected with someone here at PRG, uh, Portland Real Estate Group, and I met some of our regional directors and I met our founder, Cody Gibson. And so you see, you probably see United Home Group behind me. Um, that's actually our, our nationwide or our global company. Portland Real Estate Group was the first um, first company that Cody created. And we're now one of the largest expansion companies uh, nationwide. So. 
the support that they offer the in terms of our weekly development calls we can always call up our regionals and ask any questions we have or get additional information or just within our hub our market center here at kwpc in portland um, there's constant education it's it's ongoing it is required we're required to renew our, our education um, every two years and so there's so much support in being in a team and being in a market center that offers high leverage uh, in terms of um, continued education. And then just, you know, working around folks who have been in the industry a long time, who know what they're doing and know how to get um, not only offers accepted, but get transactions to close. So Cody Gibson, I'd say is a big one. Michael Putnam, also one of our uh, regionals, and he's the director of sales and, and expansion as well. Uh, they're just amazing individuals. They have so much knowledge. And whenever they talk, I just kind of listen and absorb as much as I can. Both of you ended up doing real estate in a community outside of Wichita. And so I'll, I'll, I'll let you affirm something that I often tell my students is that if they um, if they're interested in going to another community, you say, I really want to go to Chicago or I want to go to Dallas. It's where I've always wanted to go. Um, and sometimes they're afraid to, to make that leap. I tell the students, no, you need to go. There's no reason to start your real estate career here in Wichita if where you want to be is in Portland or in Chicago, because you need to begin to learn that market and develop relationships in that market. Um, would you confer, concur with that advice I give students or, or should I adjust it going forward? I think you're 100% spot on. Um, during the pandemic, you know, like there was one point where I was like, screw it, let's move to Denver. And my husband was all on board. And then January 2021 happened and it has been the best year of my career so far. And granted in this market, if you're not having a good year, then you're doing something wrong. But, um, you know, it's just been great. I'm just like, well, we're not moving now. We actually bought our own house this year and, and did a gut rehab. So, but yeah, you, I mean, just go, like, you know, what do you have to lose? You know, is really what it comes down to. Very good. David? Yeah, you know, uh, again, I stated earlier, we had a five-year plan. We had a five-year plan. We were two years in. We were going to be moving to Oregon. When I got laid off, you know, all ties were cut. From, you know, it was like, what's keeping us here? So we moved that plan up, and we just went for it. No jobs, nothing. And understand that I was... I was not into real estate at this time. I was still heavily, heavily, heavily applying for marketing jobs, copywriting jobs, you know, PR jobs, uh, both corporate and you know, and just industry per, uh, professionals. So when I decided to make that switch into into real estate, it it wasn't influenced by the location. I knew I wanted to be in the Portland, Oregon area. I went for that first. Then I made the decision to be in real estate, and I think it ended up working. Got it in at the at the best time because, like Abby said, if you're not succeeding in this market, you're doing the wrong activities, or you're just not doing anything at all. It's it's really hard to fail right now. Very good, very good. Well, one of the uh, sometimes students are beginning to think, and they say, "Wow, that sounds kind of interesting. I like the way you described that career." Um, what are, what's advice that you would give students right now who are saying, boy, when I finish or at some point I would like to get into the real estate industry, uh, what's advice or, or training or background or, or, you know, college jobs that they ought to be pursuing that will help prepare them well to get a head start as they, as they begin that career on a commission only job. You know, I don't think there's any particular, you know, job per se that can help you prepare for that. Uh, but I think there are certain things you should consider. 
I hear so often, uh, I want to get into real estate because they make all of this money and they get all of this time off. <laughs> it's like, that's probably the biggest misconception of all of them. Uh, I easily worked 80 hours a week for my first two years in real estate, uh, Monday through Sunday. I was just dialing, dialing, dialing. And until I started getting into production and then obviously more out and about in-person meetings and showings, um, I still work easily 50 to 60 hours a week. Um, that's my choice. And then where the flexibility comes is unlike a lot of people in a lot of jobs, if I want to say, hey, it's a Wednesday, you know what, I'm going to sleep in or, you know, I don't have any appointments today. I'm just going to go fishing. You know, I can do that. I have that flexibility. And at the same time, if I'm planning on going to a barbecue or doing something tomorrow, but then there's a home that pops up that my clients have to see in the deadlines before then, if we don't get out there, we're going to miss out. Well, tough break. Either I've got to leverage out to a TC or a showing assistant or get find some way to get them into the door. Or I need to do it myself. And so you've got to be prepared. It's, it's really the question is, what are you willing to sacrifice to achieve your goals? And in this in this case, and a lot of times it's time, uh, it's your time. And so you've got to be OK with that. You've got to be comfortable with that. Abby, what advice do you have? Yeah, I kind of piggyback off that as far as like, um, you know, being like here in Chicago, like if you can go be like a lead and get a leasing agent license, I don't know it's like in Kansas anymore, but you can actually get a leasing license and then eventually go get your broker's license or you can just go straight to brokers. But the leasing allows you, there's a huge rental market here in the city. Um, so that's a great opportunity to kind of get your feet wet. Um, to do real estate part-time is not realistic because it's just, you can't have a, like a successful career and be part-time. It's, you don't know the market, you're going to miss out on stuff. Um, but as far as, you know, having someone cover for you, the team aspect is really great or, you know, starting out trying to get on a team or just even like a showing assistant, um, usually you get like a flat fee per showing. And then sometimes if you sit in open house, you know, you can always pick up like clients, potentially clients. Um, but I mean, just, you know, you know, check different parts of it out. Maybe work for a title company. I worked with, you know, as lending for two years on the operations side for three years. So just kind of, you know, getting your feet wet in certain, you know, maybe jobs that are maybe the nine to five and more reliable are also good ways to kind of get to know the industry as well. Very good. Very good. Well, we're, we're kind of getting towards the end here. Let me wrap up. Well, actually, there was one other question I wanted to ask you, Abby, because you said you got started in the industry in a terrible job market. <laughs> and then you also made the comment, both of you made the comment that right now, if you can't make money, uh, you're doing something very wrong because it's kind of an, it's, it's a crazy, crazy real estate market out there and, and lots of deals that are happening. Um, what are lessons that you learned in the hard times that are now paying dividends for you today? Does that question make sense, Abby? Yeah, that's a hard question. I mean, gosh, because I mean, like I kind of went through a whirlwind of whatever kind of life through, you know, a divorce and transferring, you know, coming to Chicago and all sorts of things. So um, I guess the only advice I would really have is just, you know, again, if you want to pursue real estate, I mean, I never really wanted to do it at the beginning because my parents were like, oh, that's not a real job. And even though I was always in love with it, they told me that. And so I never really, actually really pursued it. Um, and I, it's, you know, here I am, you know, I'm, I'm on a team. We did $65 million last year. And it's just like, if you want it, you'll make it happen. Um, and you just, you know, as far as something that's, the, you know, paying dividends, I mean, just don't give up, you know, it's sometimes you'll have days, but the next will be just fine. <laughs> yeah. 
David, you know, I, I think, you know, again, one of the things I so, sometimes students are terrified to enter the industry when it's a it, when it's a down period and, and really, uh, you know, deals are few and farther between. But I, I always argue that that you learn you have to learn how to do things right. And somebody who just got in this year might be learning a lot of shortcuts that aren't going to cut it later. So are there are there some lessons that you learned when you got started that you're saying now I, I I'm really glad I, I wasn't as nuts. So when I got started. So. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure about Abby. I know I'm 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 personally predominantly a buyer's agent. I prefer and choose to work mainly with buyers. But if you know this market right now, you know, it is heavily a seller's market. So this is actually out of my four years, this is my most challenging market that I've been in. Uh, and I say I'm grateful for the previous years. I did learn properly from the beginning. That's important to me. Uh, and a lot of the tips and tricks I learned actually became industry, basically what I would call an industry standard in today's market. So things I would be writing in to get my buyer's offers accepted were things that a lot of agents weren't seeing. They were, you know, well drafted. Here's where the communication comes into play, you know, specific language that we're using to appeal to both parties. Um, you know, so we're talking about appraisal guarantees, uh, uh, language addressing inspections or being sold as is or no repairs under a certain amount. In today's market, if you're not advising your clients or writing these things into offers, you're likely not getting your offer accepted. It's mandatory. So I already had a strong grip on that. Uh, but now uh, I need to learn new tactics. So it's going to be fun as, as I watch myself grow and figure out what I do to continue having the success I've been having uh, in a much tougher market, in a much uh, more saturated market, if you will. Very good. Well, let me close out by asking each of you what would be, you know, in, in your career thus far, what is your most proud accomplishment or what, what would you say? This, this really gives me satisfaction. And, and something that I'm, I'm really looking back, I'm, I'm very pleased with. And if, if, if you want, you can take that to something that you're really looking forward to doing for, going forward throughout the rest of your career. So David, let's start with you and we'll finish with you, Abby. Sure. Well, I've, I've kind of got two. you know, um, the first one was my big why, you know, you've got to have that big why to drive you to succeed. And mine was to, you know, get my family into a home of our own. And within the first 12 months in production, I was able to do that. And, you know, I just kept going and going and going. And then last year, um, you know, United Home Group, UHG, we're actually in over 100 market centers in 28 states uh, and five different countries, over 200 agents nation or th throughout all of that. And last year, uh, I was actually took the top agent award for sold volume and GCI. So being the number one agent of over 200 agents nationwide and then globally as well was um, a really big accomplishment Accomplishment for me, excuse me, that I'm, I'm proud to have achieved. And doing that as primarily a buyer's agent is even more impressive because you're, you're only ever getting half the deal. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Abby, what would be your greatest uh, professional accomplishments or proudest moments in your career or, or your goals that you have for, for the rest of your career? Yeah, um, I guess as far as that goes, I guess two things. Um, I mean, I've been pretty, my first two years were super, you know, pretty terrifying. You weren't making much money, you know, it takes about six months to, you know, sometimes to get a sale. Um, and so those were hard. But, you know, this last year, um, you know, paid off all my credit card debt, paid a huge chunk of my student loans. And probably by the end of this year, those are going to be paid off. So I'm pretty proud of the accomplishments that I've had and very grateful for my clients for trusting me. Um, so I guess one another like small accomplishment that just kind of shows that I'm really 
um, to myself, you know, showing that I'm making it in this market is I had some clients write an offer on a new construction property and those developers contracts are just, you know, they're, they're like 26 pages long. They're insane. Uh, and my clients actually submitted an offer. They didn't even have the highest offer, but it's because I actually work in new construction and know how those deals are structured and know the players in the game, my clients when they offer. So that kind of felt good for me as far as like, you know, being able to write those deals that a lot of other agents don't have any clue on how to write. Well, thank you so much, David and Abby. This has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Tate, let me turn it back over to you. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to say thank you, everyone, uh, for for your time today. Abby, David, uh, we really appreciate you guys sharing your stories and, and some of your advice for uh, our students, alumni, and in our in our community in general. Uh, Dr. Longhoffer, you brought so much insight uh, to this conversation. We're so thankful to have you as our moderator today. Uh, and you guys all covered a lot of really great information. And I think everyone that takes a chance to, to watch this will definitely take something away from this and learn something from today's conversation. Um, if you've enjoyed today's conversation, you can find all of our other career chats on YouTube at Shocker Alumni uh, on YouTube. And also make sure to follow along, get connected with us on social media or our website, which is shockeralumni.org. Uh, thanks again to all of our guests today. And as always, go Shocks. <laughs>